Alright, welcome to another episode of What Now? Conversations for Life. We are so happy that you have joined us today. I am Pastor Jonathan Bass. If you've listened to us before, you'll recognize both of us here. But I just feel the need to introduce ourselves every time because somebody new may be listening. You never know. We have listeners all over the world, and so we welcome you to the podcast today. I am joined by Pastor Jake Easter, and it's always good to be here with y'all. We seek to try to help and and disciple even. Our last episode was all about discipleship, and here's one way to help people do that. You know, we're on here trying to help people grow in Christ and learn, and so it's just good to be used by Christ. You know it, and uh, that's why we're here, and so today... Well, before I get into the topic, we how, how's things going, Brother Jake? You having going a good, good day? Yeah, okay. going pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah. Good. Sometimes I feel rude. I just hop right in. Hop but, right in. Well, too. I people feel don't... like I feel like with Brother Barker on here, a lot of times he gives us a good intro in terms of just checking out on us. You know, how's everybody doing? And me yeah. and you were just like, okay, we got the topic on our mind. We better talk well, about it before we forget it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not much on intros and I am like it. Cause if yeah. I get scatterbrained, I'll forget what I'm yeah. talking about. So. But I listen to a few podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's mm-hmm. about all I listen to anymore. It's either I'm listening to Bible, audio Bible, or I'm listening to a book from Audible, or I'm listening to a podcast. That's what yeah. I do. And, um, I've got several favorite podcasts. I love it, but from, for about the first three, four minutes, I'm skipping ahead. Cause I, gotcha. I don't care about the ball games. You're, I don't getting, care about, you're you know, getting into just get the, to the topic, get to the meat, spit the bones out. <laughs> That's, get to right. The meat. That's right. So I, I realize I can appear rude, but, you know, no, but the other fine. side of that is people, people probably don't realize this. Some of you probably do, but. We record several of these at one time just because that's easier to do. And then we, you know, I produce them and get them ready, upload them, and then they're released every Monday. So by the time we're on the second one or third one, well, our small talk's done. Yeah. Brother Jake, let's get into this that's thing, right. you know, cause yeah. we've done, we've done had our small talk two times. So. Right. But anyways, let's hop on into this conversation. We're going to talk about, well, first of all, I got a text from a brother this morning asking me about this particular Bible verse. And so I started looking at this particular Bible verse and we realized that in the explanation of that verse, we could actually have a really good conversation probably on the thought of individual soul liberty. And that's, that's one of the, I guess you could say, I don't know if you'd say characteristic or teaching or beliefs of Baptist. And of course you and I both are Baptist and so that's one of the things we take to heart is something called individual soul liberty. And some of you listening may not have a clue what that actually means or what that looks like in real life. And so we're going to take today's episode and talk about that. And we're going to use this verse as a springboard. And so if you don't believe when when we've talked about this before, we come in and literally unscript a conversation. I literally, when we were recording the first episode today, I got a text message from a friend of mine that asked me what that verse meant or if I could explain that verse to him. And so here we are on the second episode. We're going to talk about it. So we mean it when we go mostly unscripted and I just think it works better. I I like, I love the whole format of just having a conversation and hearing. I love that. I I listen to some of my favorite podcasts are pastors sitting around the table, just having a conversation. And so. And that's a way to learn too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so here's the verse in question. Had a friend reach out to me this morning. He said, Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 17. 
What is an explanation of that verse? Now, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17 says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give an account or must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable to you or for you. Let me read that again. I butchered that all up. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. So right off the bat, that's an interesting verse. And uh, in that. and as there there is a lot in that, and as with most Bible verses, you want to take it in context. You want to read the rest of the chapter. You want to study that out to make sure what you're talking about there. But just right off the bat, it's talking about the leaders. It's the teachers. It's the pastors. It's the preachers. And you need to submit yourself to their teaching, obviously, if their teaching is coming from the Word of God. Now, as a disclaimer, you got to give nowadays because not not every church is preaching and not every pastor is actually preaching the Word of God. Right. But when the Word of God is being taught, when it's being preached, we need to understand that that is a God-ordained, what's the word for it? I just lost it. That is a God-ordained place there. It is a position. And a lot of people don't like that much anymore. Right. They don't want they don't want to go to their pastor for advice. They don't want to hear what he's got to say. And a lot of times in our Christian lives, we've already got the answer before we even go to God. Yeah. You know, and that's a problem. It is. I mean, it's, it's that's where those up. that's where those statements I know what the Bible says, but, but that's yes. where that statement comes yeah, from. Absolutely. And so we have to we have to watch that stuff. So the Bible says, obey them to have the rule over you and submit yourselves. Submit yourselves. What does that mean? Submit yourselves to the teaching. In other words, listen to it. Apply it to your lives. You think last episode on discipleship, we would we talked a whole lot about how those disciples, they followed Christ. What did that mean? Well, that means they listened to him. They put to practice the lessons that he taught them, the things that he taught them, they put feet to it and they believed and they obeyed it. And they went out and did the same with other people. And so submit yourselves. And, you know, I love the word of God. It says, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. Then there's a colon there. So in other words, it's saying it's going to follow up and tell us why, why should you obey them? Why should you submit yourselves to that teaching? Well, it's because simply they watch for your souls. Now, that is a sobering truth, brother. That is. As a pastor, that is something that has always been sobering to me. You mentioned it last episode to look at people. They're not just numbers. They right. are souls. Exactly. And a pastor, if he is worth his salt, if he is doing what he is commissioned by God to do, that's that word I was looking for. If he is uh, doing what God has called him to do, if he is being a faithful expositor to the word of God, he is, if he's being faithful to that calling, he is watching over your soul. That's right. Uh, what you think about it, the teaching, the preaching is all to benefit your soul. Yeah. We lose, I think a lot of times we lose track or we lose focus on how what we're doing 
is the most important thing in the world. It is. Every time we yeah. preach, there's you used to hear this statement a lot when preachers would pray as they were getting ready to bring the message. You would uh, hear them pray something along the lines as, Lord, their soul's weighing in the balance. Mm-hmm. And that just reveals to us the seriousness of every time right. we assemble. You know, I know in a lot of churches, Wednesday nights play a, a little bit less of a role, it seems like, in the lives of people versus a Sunday morning. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, if you've got a pastor that's getting up preaching the Word of God, his concern, if he's right with the Lord, is your is your soul. Where are you going to spend eternity? And then once you're saved, the growth that is to come in your life as a believer. And so, so important, and we're not speaking to church attendance today, but in order to get the Word of God, you got to be faithful. you got to be under mm-hmm. the preaching and teaching of the Word of God. Right. And uh, for a pastor to do his job effectively, he's going to be faithful in praying and studying, mm-hmm. but he needs you sitting in the pew in order to receive the message. And uh, But I thought about the latter part of that, where it says, this is unprofitable for you. Read that latter part again. It says that they may do it with joy, joy not and not grief. with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Exactly. So... When you think about that, it it puts the responsibility on the individual Mm -hmm. as to the accountability. You know, as a pastor, I'm going to stand and give an account for every message that I've preached, even this podcast, the the responses that I give. I believe I'm going to stand personally before the Lord for those. But how a person receives the truth of the Word of God, it's totally on them. Now, in one, one way that helps the preacher, there's still a great weight and responsibility upon his shoulders to preach the truth and deliver what he believes at that time to be what the Lord has put upon his heart to preach. But it's the individual that at the end of the day makes the decision to hear the word of God and to be obedient to the word of God. And the latter part of that verse where he says it's unprofitable for you is dealing, I think we can take it into individual soul liberty because it's your it's your personal responsibility to to handle the truth once the truth is presented what are you going to do with the truth? And that's your personal decision. And, you know, as Baptists, we never force anybody to believe. You know, it's right. it's up to the individual. And that's what exactly. soul liberty, you know, you you as an individual determine how you're going to worship God and how you're going to, look, you know, serve the Lord. And uh, at the end of the day, it's up to you. Now, we're going to present the truth. We're going to tell you what's right. But it's up to the individual as to what they what they believe and accept. But just know that if you turn from the truth, there's coming a day that's going to be unprofitable for you. We must all give an account of ourselves before the Lord. That's right. And, you know, so many times in a church, it, you know, you can, we have to remember, and, and I try to remember when I'm preaching, you know, I, I'm delivering the mail, you right. know. You know all about that. Yeah, you know, I've I mean, been there, done that. <laughs> you can't, you know, what you're putting in a mailbox, you know, it's not for you to change. As right. a matter of fact, it's a felony to change. Exactly. You know, but regardless you, of your customer's request to get rid of junk mail, exactly. you can't, you can't, you simply have to deliver what you what receive for that yes. day. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that. They don't hold God's word to the level that it should be held. Right. That preacher, if he is in the word, he is simply delivering a message from God. And uh, so many times they want to get mad at the person. They want to get mad at the messenger. They want to get the get mad at the one they can see there. And they fail to realize this is a message from God. Right. And so you can either... You know, accepting a message with joy or accepting the teaching with joy, whether it's a preacher, teacher, whatever, 
Um, it's not all about their joy. It's about your joy because what they're ta- what they're teaching is for your benefit. Mm-hmm. And you can either accept it with joy or you can reject it with grievance. But the thing about it is the latter part of that verse, it's unprofitable if you're grieving about it. Right. If you're going to sit there and be bullheaded and reject that message, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help your pastor. It's not going to help your Sunday school teacher. It's not going to help anybody. And so the best thing to do is, is kind of like that lady I mentioned from the church. She said, you're stepping on my toes, but I know it's the word of God and it is helpful. Right. And so prime example of how we should look at things like that. And so we need to, we need to keep that in mind. As you, as you already mentioned, you know, I have to give an account to God for what I preached. Have I faithfully preached that word? Have I faithfully taught that word that God gave me? And that's where where I'm going to go with it. But then you as an individual are going to give an account for how you received it. Did you receive it with joy? Did you allow it to help you or did you reject it? And, and so the best thing to do is to do what the Bible says, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch, they watch for your souls as they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. And so we need to keep those things in mind that the teachers and the preachers are simply human instruments that set forth God's divine word. And that obedience and submission, I go back to a verse we mentioned on last week's episode. Paul said, in in essence, follow me as I follow the Lord. Right. You're not submitting to an individual. You're submitting to the Lordship exactly of Jesus right. Christ. Yes, sir. Um, and to the truth of his word. And I think it is so important, and Brother Jonathan's already mentioned it, but God has chose the foolishness of preaching. Preaching is God ordained. God has called and commissioned man to preach the word of God. And so when you receive a message, if it's with joy, praise the Lord. If it's with grief, understand your grievance is not with the pastor. It's with God. Yeah. And I think a lot of people fail to realize that. And I think I think before we uh, go to the larger topic at hand here that we wanted to cover today, but before we move to that, I think there's something to be said here quickly for the preacher. Right. I, I just want to remind the preachers, maybe you're a young preacher, maybe, you know, preach the word of God. Exactly. Uh, the best advice I ever received from was from a wise old man of God. He looked at me when I started preaching. He said, preacher, he said, if you stay in the word, you'll never have to apologize for it. Exactly. Now, some people will want an apology. Right. But what he means is, as long as you stay in scripture, that's God's word. You got a foundation to you stand on. You have a foundation. On. You stand on it. You don't budge. And that's come a long way in the ministry. That's and right. And I would just urge people, I'd urge you preachers, I'd urge you pastors, always remember, you are going to give an account for how you handled the Word of God, that message, because we've got a lot of preachers, man, I hear them on the radio, they get up, and I I turned on the radio the other day, I ain't going to say much about it, because somebody may be, I don't know, but I turned on the radio the other day, and there was a man preaching on there, and I listened for 10 straight minutes, and he never talked about anything having to do with God having to do with the Bible. He never gave any scripture. He right. was on a high horse. Yeah. And it was clear something had struck a nerve with him. And it had nothing to do with God, the Bible, Christians, the church, or anything. Yeah. I just want to remind us, sometimes it's easy to get in that, but we have to fight against that because that is not our personal plan. That's what I love about expository preaching. Absolutely. Just preach, preach the book. 
Precept line upon line, precept on precept. Hey, you know, brother, that's that's probably another podcast episode right there. <laughs> I've always heard, oh, expository preaching is very challenging. I think topical preaching is challenging because you're going to run out of topics. I, I was telling you right before we started recording this episode, man, I'm out of topics. I can't think of one topic, but I got a whole Bible right here that we could talk about. Right. You know, and and so... We need to remember that as pastors and preachers. Yeah. We are to handle the Word of God with respons- with responsibility and take it seriously. It's a sobering fact that we watch for their souls, mm-hmm. and, and we must give account. And I tell you what, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to mishandle Scripture. No. We, we are literally, you mentioned it, talking about souls weighing in the, in the balance while ago. May God help us to always remember those things. When we get into that pulpit, be serious, get to the point. I'm not saying you don't be lighthearted. I'm pretty lighthearted sometimes. I'll throw in something while I'm preaching, you know, but stick to the word. Exactly. Because you're going to give an account for it. I'll tell you one thing that I've tried to implement is always in some way, some part of the message, uh, a lot of times, depending on uh, if it's Sunday night or Wednesday night, depending on what I'm preaching on, a lot of times I'll, I'll close with it, but give the gospel. You never know when someone is sitting there that is unsaved yep. and needs to be saved. So always, always include the gospel. And so all of this and this verse and what we've said so far goes it to, ties right in hand with something as Baptists we believe as individual soul liberty. And individual soul liberty is uh, simply, uh, at the most basic definition, it says that it's the belief that Every every individual, the individual, each individual is responsible for himself before God. Right. And how does that play into this? Well, it's your choice. Can I just put it that way? It's your choice to submit yourselves to the ones that have rule over you. Right. You've got to make a decision. Are you going to submit to that teaching or are you going to reject that teaching? Yeah. And so it all goes back to individual soul liberty. When you when you get to the judgment seat, it's not, you know, whether whether you die lost and go to the great white throne judgment or you die as a Christian, you go to the uh, to the, uh, the to the judgment seat. There is no, but he did this or right. she said this or you know, I like one. I can't. I cannot remember the man's name that quoted this. I was reading it in the book one day. It's just the quotes has stuck with me all these years. But he said, God has no grandchildren. Right. And what he means by that is you don't get to heaven because of your mama or your daddy or your grandma or your grandpa. He has no grandchildren. He only has children. Right. In other words, one personal relationship at a time Yeah, with each individual. And so that's where individual soul liberty comes from. And that's taught in the Bible. That, it is. That is. It's supported by Scripture. That's why we believe it. Yeah. If it wasn't in Scripture, we wouldn't believe it. You that's know, right. we wouldn't. We wouldn't tell you about it. And so, you know, each each individual will give an account to God. As we've already mentioned in the, in the case of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, you're going to give, a, you know, and I'm talking about a layman or I'm talking about just a, a, a like a church member or somebody visiting a church. You're going to give an account for how you received that message right. or that teaching. Yeah. The pastor, preacher, teacher, they are going to give an account for how they handled that teaching. Right. And so we all need to understand that. We all yeah. need to we all need to have an understanding of that. 
when you get to heaven, when you're being judged, you're not going to be able to say, well, they did this and they did that. We hear it all the time. If you're out soul winning, if you're yeah. out trying to invite people to church, well, I ain't going to go to church down there. Such and such is there. Or if that's, you know, I got wronged by that church member one day and I won't never go back. Well, you know, I know it's very practical and we've all heard it before, but I don't know how many times McDonald's has messed up my cheeseburgers, <laughs> but hey, if I'm hungry, I'll swing by there. Right. You know, and so stop using stuff like that as an excuse. And the the biggest reason is not because it doesn't make any sense. The biggest reason is because you're going to stand and give an account for that right. one day. You know what an excuse is, don't you? What is it? It's the skin of a reason stuffed with a lie. <laughs> yes, sir. That's the truth. I, I read that one day. That's good. And, uh, you know, we've we got to recognize the liberty aspect of that. You have mm -hmm. the freedom to choose. Yep. Just understand that what your choice is, there's consequences that follow, and we are going to meet our decisions, our choices. We're going to meet them in eternity. So many people have the idea that once this life is over, that's it. You know, you close your eyes, you enter darkness, and it's all said and done. But we understand the Bible is very clear in the book of Corinthians that we are going to stand and give an account of ourselves. And as a child of God, we're going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema seat, and we're going to give an account of things done, whether they be good or bad. We know our sin was taken care of on the cross of Calvary, and we thank the Lord for that. And But if you're listening here and you're not saved and you choose not to receive Christ as your personal Savior, there is the great white throne judgment, and the books are going to be open. And we need to understand that and realize that. That's right. And as far as individual soul liberty here, I, I think I was looking at, I was trying to find some scripture right here to see, to see if I could, I'm in the wrong chapter. Ain't no wonder I can't find that. Oh yeah, right here it is. So it says here in Romans chapter number 14, thinking about just some scripture to back up what we're talking about here as if, you know, Hebrews 13, 17 is a good springboard, but I guess some of the main verses, you can find them in Romans chapter 14 right here. In verse number five, the Bible says here, one man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord, and he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ both died, and rose, and revived, and that he might be Lord both of the dead and living. But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow unto me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So that, so then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. You want to know where individual soul liberty comes from? There you go. Right. You know, the Bible is clear on that. And, and so... I'll, I'll say this, we've got about five minutes left. The other side of individual soul liberty, you know, we hear people, they get out and sin, they do different things, even profess the name of Christ, but yet they don't live as if they're going to give an account to God for anything. Well, can I just say it's never a justification for disobeying Scripture. 
A lot of people will say, oh, preacher, why don't you just leave me alone? I'm not hurting anybody. I had that pulled up. Did you have that? I just just (laughs) read that. I just read that. You know, but I'm sure, I don't know if you've heard it. I've heard it before. Oh, preacher, what I'm doing ain't bothering nobody. Right. It's none of your business. I am, you know, well, I just read it in verse number seven, verse number, let's see, Romans chapter 14, verse number seven there for no, for none of us liveth to himself and no man dieth to himself. What's the point behind that? Well, we don't sin in a vacuum. Right. Sin always affects everybody around us. Right. Whether you want to admit it or not, whether you realize it or not, what you do affects your family. It affects your children. It affects your husband, your wife, your parents. It affects your church people. I mean, everything you do, and you're out here. I just mentioned it a while ago. You go out here soul winning and trying to invite people to church. People say, well, if, if. That's what they are. I don't want to have nothing to do with it. Yeah. And a lot of times, I'll be honest, that person's got a good reason to say that. Right. Either some, they know somebody's faithful to church. They come to church on Sunday morning, something like that. And they go out here and live like an unrepentant sinner the rest of the week. We know people do that. Yeah. Well, can I just say, no man liveth to himself. No man dieth to himself. Right. What you're doing and you may even use individual soul liberty as an excuse for that, but it yeah. is no excuse. It's no justification for mm-hmm. disobeying the Scripture yep. or disobeying God. It's no excuse Absolutely. because we have no. Hebrews chapter 13, verse That's number right. 17. That's right. And so see how Scripture is just, it's tightly woven together. It is. And, and, and I so, thought a, a practical example, you know, there in John, I think chapter number 21, the Lord has restored Peter, Peter three different times. The Lord asked him, yeah. do you love me? And the Lord, as Peter's talking to him, as the Lord's talking to Peter, he reveals to Peter his manner of death. You know, he's going to die a crucifixion like the Lord in like manner. And as he's revealing to Peter the end of his life, what that's going to look like, he asks about John. He inquires about John the Beloved. And uh, the Mm -hmm. Lord just basically looks at Peter. He said, what is that to thee? You know, each individual, when when it comes to our relationship with the Lord, Again, there's no justification for denying Scripture or or disobeying the Word of God or God. But understand that your relationship with the Lord is personal. And on an individual basis, you will give an account not for your brother or for your sister. You'll give an account for your own actions. And I I think the judgment seat of Christ is going to be a very revealing time uh, for a lot of Christians because so many, they're going to get there. They're they're going to enter into heaven because they're saved by the grace of God. But there's going to be so many that through the years have excused themselves because of, of someone else and that just, we can't do that. That's right. That's exactly right. We need to always remember that we're free to choose as far as our actions and beliefs. You know, we're free to choose those things. There's also consequences based and on we can't that. choose the consequences. We cannot choose the consequences. No. And so we need to remember things That's like that. That's the if-then statements of the Bible. You know, there's several of those. If you do this, then I will do this. And uh, so you're free to choose, but understand your choices does have consequences. It's the same thing in the life of an unbeliever. You reject Christ, you're free to do that. Right. You know, Christ, I've heard an old preacher say it like this one time, Christ is a gentleman. Yeah, that's right. He's not going to force himself on anybody. Percy Ray said this for the child of God, he won't make you live for him, but he'll make you wish you had him. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I've heard that one before. And that's the, that's the simple truth of it. You're free to choose your beliefs. You're free to choose your actions, but you are not free 
to choose the consequences. The consequences right. are going to come. The Bible clearly lays out the law of sowing and reaping. Yeah. And nobody, it, it's like death. Nobody's ever cheated death in this life. I mean, no. you know, that's one thing in the world. Everybody dies. Yeah. And they're all trying to figure out how to extend life, how to, how to beat that. Right. And, and so the same is true of sowing and reaping. And the law of sowing and reaping, I always like the way Dr. Blue, Brother Stent Blue brought that out. And he said, you always reap what you sow. You always reap after you sow and you always reap more than you sow. Ain't that something? That's right. You can see that in the life of, in the life of the children of Israel. You You can. Sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. Reap the whirlwind. That's right. That's exactly right. And so, well, we're glad you've been here. Thank you for joining us today on this latest episode with a conversation about individual soul liberty. We hope it was a blessing to you. Hope you learned something. Reach out to us if you got a comment, question, or topic you'd like for us to cover. Reach out to us on Facebook. What You can send us a message through our Facebook page. Or you can send us a message via email at whatnowpodcast@outlook.com. We always love hearing from our listeners, and we always are so appreciative of y'all spending some time with us today. Thank you so much. We love our listeners. Hope you have a great day. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.